No, we're pro West Orange. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in an age where you want to look for bias, yeah, that's our bias, um, and that's all. That always will be the case. As a community, we need to start having conversations together that matter. Who are we now? Who were we then? And who are we going to be in the future? Let's slow down to think and discuss. This is Afterthought. Hello, and thank you for watching Afterthought. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is a show where we focus on our history, our heritage, and our community. Tonight, I have two wonderful guests from our very own hometown paper, the West Orange Times and Observer. Mr. Mike Ng, who is the editor and publisher of the paper. Mike, thanks for being on the program. Thank you. And Cindy Gustafson, who is the multimedia sales executive. Thank you for being with us, Cindy. Thank you. My friend Jim Cresciatelli, who you guys probably both know very well, he told me, Austin, it's about the people. And that stuck out to me a lot. It really does just boil down to people. So the way I always like to start is just by talking a little bit about your background, who you are, um, where you came from, and this sort of thing. So Mike, if you want to just kick us off and tell us a little bit about you. I was born in Houston, Texas, but grew up in Missouri, uh, Kansas City, and then later St. Louis. Um, Went to school at the University of Missouri, Columbia School of Journalism. Uh, Graduated in 2000, and then with some college friends, moved to Florida uh, with no real plan other than to play music. Um, got a job uh, with The Observer uh, in one of the papers in Sarasota and spent 12 wonderful years there. Um, We expanded into Plant City after that, so I moved to Plant City to open the paper there. And then a few years later, we got the call that maybe we would want to move again uh, to the Orlando area. And at the time, my wife and I had two young children and we said we can live next door to Disney, you know, and you know, it sounded like a perfect idea for us. So that's when we made the transition here and it was a a very good decision for us. We've been very happy here. Um, You know, as far as journalism, I've wanted to be, I've wanted to be in newspaper since I was about 10 years old. Um, It was during the Gulf War and I was collecting the front pages of the Kansas City Star um, and I just had a stack like every day um, I would want the front page and just was fascinated with the way it was chronicling history every single day. and I kept, I kept those for years and years and years and uh, developed an affinity to writing. Um, so uh, that was really the only choice for me uh, as far as a career. And 20 years later, I'm still doing it. Do you still have some of those um, paper clippings? They're probably somewhere in the garage, yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Eventually, they're going to be worth something. <laughs> they, they may. <laughs> and what musical instrument did you play? I'm a drummer. Oh, I still yeah, am. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I used to play some drums. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 My wife made me sell the kit, though. So <laughs> <laughs> might have to come over your house sometime. Yeah, I have too many kids so oh, you're do you welcome really? okay yes. well maybe i'll be a shopping, shopping for one soon I know sounds it. like a jam in the garage <laughs> everybody knows you tell us a little bit about yourself though something maybe people don't know a little bit about your background and stuff um sure um i am from pennsylvania actually um the northeastern side of pa and um i've been here now 26 years so i think that makes me a floridian now right. um I love it here when I first moved into Winter Garden and I first started working for the paper. And I'm from a very small town in Pennsylvania. It's called Hop Bottom. So, <laughs> you know, population of like 100 or something. But um, 
when I moved here, I was so amazed by how small town we are, even though we're big. Our community is so tight. And when I first started working for the paper, I was just answering the phones at first, you know, and um, I would get the phone calls. Could you tell me if the bus has come yet to the bus stop? And, you know, you look out the window. No, it looks like, you're, you know, there's still people standing there, whatever. It was just small town and it was just endearing and um the paper i think just totally makes that and i love my job this was not i didn't have a dream to work for the paper i didn't have an affinity for the paper but i do have an affinity for people and i love this community i love that we're all close-knit and everybody cares about everybody else and i love that part yeah i like what you said a big small town that's got to be the new motto big small town yeah that's a good way to describe it. And also you said the, the paper makes the community. I think there's a lot of truth to that. What is your reach with the paper? How, how far do you guys actually reach out? Well, we're reaching about um, 75, a little over 75,000 readers um, every week. So that's fantastic. And we've done that. We've grown so much since um, The Observer bought us. Um, of course, we're carrying all that history and just expanding it. You know what I mean? So um, with that reach, that's um, two newspapers. We have multiple special sections. We have a monthly magazine. We have health matters, things that are specific mm -hmm. to, to certain topics and themes. Everything that we do is geared to how can we help the community. And then, of course, we have the orangeobserver.com. We call that our daily publication. So people can be finding out the news uh, daily, even though our print product is a weekly. And um, so we reach all the way to like 192, you know, in the 34787 mm -hmm. zip code. And then, of course, we've got Dr. Phillips and Windermere and Gotha and Metro West and you, you, we're, we're very broad. We, we blanket West Orange County. So you have, you talked about the, the website and then from the website, that's where you have the social media. So it's good to be on Facebook and get all the Absolutely. up to date live stories. So you don't have to wait a week. Absolutely. The, there's the West Orange Times, which we all know. And then tell us about the newer paper and where it covers. Yeah. In um, 2015, we introduced the um, Southwest Orange Observer. And um, so our paper covered all of that before, but we pride ourselves most on being hyper-local. Um, and as the area is growing and we were growing, we were losing a little bit of our hyper-local opportunity. So it was really important to us that we created the Southwest Orange Observer so that we could continue to grow and maintain our, our hyper-local value. That's important. We mentioned a little bit that the newspaper is very old. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Mike, the history, uh, just a brief history in the paper? It started in uh, actually September 1905. So we're, we're just passing our 115th anniversary now into our 116th year. Uh, started with two gentlemen. One of them was coming off a train um, and he was a printer and he was looking for work. And, and the gentleman that he met said, well, let's start a paper. Uh, for the first paper was the Winter Garden Ricochet. It was a four-page thing. We still have the scans of the original first edition of this paper. Um, and it had things like who came into town and who and who was going on vacation. Now that's and, not a big small town. And the ads small, were, small you know, where, where you could get these these little tiny groceries that you may need and stuff like that. And, and uh, one of the things that Cindy said earlier about people calling for the bus routes. Um, even in 2020, we're still getting calls like that today. You know, people asking, <laughs> where do I pay my electric bill yep. or things like yep. that? And 
you know, we don't turn them away. We try to find those answers for them because good. we know that's 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 our heritage. That's what we fulfill. Um, and so going back to those old papers and seeing what they focused on um, kind of still informs what we do today. Um, I'll be at a, a much different, larger scale, but we hope to keep that feel um, in what we do. So it, it's just neat to go back and see like, yep, that's still the flavor that we want to provide today. You said 1904, right? 1905. 1905. Okay, so two years after the city got started and a couple, few years before it actually became incorporated. Yep. So technically you beat the incorporation of the city. That's an old paper with deep roots. And it it ran through many owners and many different names. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to arrive at, at what we are now, all of our editorial staff lives in West Orange. They breathe West Orange. You know, they have families in West Orange. We have kids in West Orange schools. Um... Those are the kind of ties that we want to have with with the community. We we are a part of this community as well, so I think that allows us to have to keep that hyper local flavor. Personally, like you, your your family, yep. you're part of this community. We could see a Publix, yeah, that sort of thing. We're, and, and we're and we're very much we wear that on our sleeves. That you know we're pro West Orange. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in an age where you want to look for bias, yeah, that's our bias is that we're pro this community, um, and that's all that always will be the case. So that's good. That's the importance of a local paper. You have CNN, you have Fox News, and everybody knows that you're going to turn one of those on and you're going to get a great, great bias on either side. It's on both. Everybody everybody knows that at this point. But with the local paper, I loved what you said, and I hadn't heard that before. Your bias is West Orange. That's, that's perfect. So is there a way you'd like to just sum up the mission of the paper? Yeah. Um, well, our mission statement is to... Uh, to provide our communities with extraordinary local content and to help our business partners prosper. Um, and, you know, and so on the editorial front, uh, to provide that content, um, like I said, we have, our, our staff lives here. So um, kind of by osmosis, we're able to, and, and by developing relationships with people that we see every single day or every single week, um, we're able to pull together stories that other outlets may not know about, may not have the roots deep enough to get to the right people, um, may not be trusted with a story of a sensitive nature. Um, and so by that, we hope to be able to provide content that you can't get anywhere else that um, maybe you hadn't heard about, or maybe it's celebrating something that maybe some other outlets would think is too small. And we never feel that way um, about our, our folks who, who live here and who read our paper. Um, you know, on the flip side with the advertising, we're very pro-local business. And we do, we do lots of promotion and, and lots of support for, for our mom and pops and, and those types of businesses, and we love working with them. Um, we work hard to, to make it affordable um, and allow them to be able to have a pretty robust marketing campaign uh, with us. And hopefully we can continue to build an audience that that generates the the traffic that they need um, especially this year to to continue to operate and be successful and that's how i actually met cindy is with gymnastics usa first knock we got on the door i thought it was going to be a client <laughs> it was i was me. so excited when we first signed up it was her she's like I, I you need me to get the clients and and we did and we did great business with you guys can you tell us a little bit about what you do in terms of working with the businesses and some of the different ways you help out these businesses? Absolutely. Um, 
I I feel like it's not a job for me. I feel when I see a new business, I'm like, oh, I need to get to them, and I need to see how I can help them. What what do they need? Where are their holes? And how can I help them fill them? And we do, like Mike said, very much from the people who say, I have no budget, and we talk through how can we start creating a, a plan because that's important. Any new business should have a budget for advertising. That's the only way they're really going to succeed. And um, so we talk through that and I help them in any way I can. So if their budget ends up being, you know, $20 a week, we find a way to make it work. And, um, you know, collaboration is everything and networking is everything too. So it's not just that I go in and say, you know, how can I help you advertise? I'm like, oh, you know who might be helpful? Let me tell you about so-and-so. They are kind of in that same business. They might put some flyers in their store for you and stuff like that. For me, it's really about that the whole picture. It's about everybody helping everybody else. And that's why I say our community is so different because it's not just about let me take your money. It's about how can I really make you help you be successful? And that's always my goal going in is how can I help them be successful? And when they're successful, everybody's successful. Like the whole, it's just such a, it's like the domino effect. If one, Mm. if one is standing and standing firm, it helps everybody else stand. One falls, they all fall. So it's really about everybody just helping each other out and, you know, if I have some expertise that I can share with them, if we have, you know, some extra opportunities in the paper that I can help them with, I will do that. And um, and I think, I hope that all of my clients know that I'm always working on their behalf. It's it's really about how I can help them most because that's the, the key. Absolutely. It's like we said at the beginning, it's about the people. It is. It's all about the people. And, you know, something uh, piggybacking off of what Mike said just a little bit ago, I handled a lady two days ago that called older woman. You know, you can hear the shaky voice and whatever. And she hadn't gotten her paper. And so I took care of that. Like, okay, we'll get you the paper. I'm going to send it to you. No problem. I'll check on your subscription. Maybe it's lapsed. We'll call you, you know, whatever. And then she said that her daughter had gotten a promotion and she wanted that story in the paper. So I sent it out to the editorial team and immediately one of our team answered back and said, oh, I love that lady. I will call her. I've got this. And that's that's what makes us a community yes. paper. This lady's daughter got a promotion. I mean, how great is that? They want to tell our community about it. And, you know, that's great because actually our readers want to know that stuff. Oh, little Susie, I remember her. She used to run down the street. You know, yeah. that's what it's about. That's what our community wants. Right. They, they, That's that home feeling. We're home. The paper is home yeah, to you, a lot of people. You don't get that with the Orlando so. No, no, you don't. <laughs> It's a it's a different type of it's a different type of product, right? You know, and, and I think if you look at journalism all altogether, you know, you see like you said, you mentioned the CNNs and the Fox News. It serves a very different purpose than than we do. But even within just print, a weekly hyper local community newspaper versus a major metro daily, it's 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 almost apples and oranges. You know, even though they look similar at the end, the entire process of Arriving at that product is is very very different. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of the things that I've been thinking about lately with what we do is it's it's handcrafted every single week. You know we start over and we plan every single story, every single page, 
How's it going to flow? You know, you have, we have certain folks who are expertise in sports or uh, history or these, these types of things. And then, you know, a, as an editor, then I look at everything and try to craft a whole book that kind of gives you a little bit of everything or has, has some of the, you know, really the bread and butter. You have to have your city government news. We're at every single meeting for Winter Garden, Ocoee, Windermere, uh, Oakland. Then from there, you can branch out anywhere you want. You know, we, we always want a very healthy dose of bright news, of people news, of folks who maybe has gotten a promotion yeah. or uh, <laughs> something of that nature, because that's a big, that's an important piece of who we are. Um, I think as, as the area has grown, as Horizon West is, you know, taken root and starting to develop, you, you see the overall demographic becoming younger. So um, when we saw that, that's why we went heavier with our school news and we started going heavier with our sports coverage because we knew the, the community um, really would rally around things that, that are about the kids in the community. Right. And so uh, I guess it was a year and a half ago we decided we were going to start something called Observer School Zone, uh, which has been very successful and very fun to put together um, to just have dedicated pages for, specifically for schools, for students, for parents, for teachers, and whereas some news outlets may think, well, I'm not going to send, you know, we're not going to send a, a photographer to go spend a night at the father-daughter dance. I think we probably went to 10 or 12 of them <laughs> last year. Um, like every single one of them we wanted right. to get to because we what we want is when that paper comes out that mom cuts that picture out of her husband and her daughter and puts it on the fridge or calls and asks us for extra copies because grandma wants one. And, you know, the, that type of thing, um, which just makes, you know, that just sad, that's the most that's satisfying thing yeah. for us is when we get those calls. And can we get more copies? Because so-and-so <laughs> who lives in Massachusetts wants one. Like, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you look at uh, newspaper clippings 100 years old. Nobody's going to want in 100 years from now the debate results between Biden and Trump. They're going to want the dad with the daughter at the daughter dance from the newspaper. That's the role of a no local newspaper. Right. Well, and, and what you said to piggyback on that, nobody wants a print out of a website. Yeah, exactly. They want they the newspaper. Want, yeah. want It's it's an artifact that's, that's right. there. Um, and, you know, with, with something that's tangible on print, it's you can't change it. You can't go back feel. and make a correction. You yep. know, yeah. Yeah. it's it's there forever. It's bound. It's you know, we we keep we have an archive that goes back decades. You know, every wow. single week. You know, we can find uh, something that happened uh, this time thirty years ago. We can yeah. go and look and see what was happening. And so, um, those types of things, I think, it, that's that's what a print product will give you. That nothing else can replicate. And you guys don't cover the national news, like the presidential election. You guys don't cover that, right? No, um, strictly hyper-local. You know, there's no, there's no wire stuff. We don't mm -hmm. do AP. We don't supplement our content with anything outside of what our office produces. All it's, local. It's all local, all the time. Um, the only time you'll ever see something that's grabbing national headlines in our paper is if there's some local tie yeah. to it. 
um, if there's if there's some reason why uh, maybe there's a person either came through the city either came through this you know if they're stumping here yes we're Mm going to be there Um, if there's a connection if there's a major uh, story national international story that has a winter garden tie you know yes we'll be on those stories but that's the only way it's going to make its way here is if we can tie it Locally, locally, exactly, and I think that's a lot of people want that. They just you hear it all the time. Unplug! I gotta unplug. People have a craving for that, so they need to be aware that they have a home. The West Orange Times and Observer. When you want to unplug and just think about local, think about the community. This is where you do it. You know, unplug from the election, unplug from all the craziness going on in the world. In our community, we have a paper. Not every community has a paper like that. Right. You live in Orlando, you're stuck with the Sentinel. So that's wonderful. I, I love that about our paper. And I, and I hope more people really start to realize that because they see the paper, they think maybe they're looking at something local. But next page I turn, it's going to be about all the craziness that happened last night that right. I see all over Fox News and CNN. But it's not that way. Do you guys have any, any competition? I kind of think, and maybe Cindy has a different perspective from the advertising. Uh, you know, I look at it from an audience perspective, um, and I think everything and anything that anyone can spend time doing, their free time doing, um, is a is a competition for us. So, you know, any any app on a phone or in, you know any any of those things that people when they're winding down that they tend to do, that's right. that's competition for us. I don't sense. I don't really look at any one publication or website or anything like that as direct competitors to us. It's more that there's a lot of choices to entertain yourself. Um, And so that's why we work really hard at trying to find the stories that we believe will entertain you, will inform you, will make you better connected with the town you live in. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And hopefully we're the only place that you're going to find that. I love that you said that because my answer is always, no, we don't have any competition. So I, I love that thought process. Um, but as far as there's no other entity in this area that does what we do, there's no one else that's serving local um, news and credible news. Like there are um, other publications that will be happy to cut and paste whatever you send and they'll put it in, you know, and whatever. But we don't do that. Our stuff is what we print is we know it's right. We've got journalists that are researching and and interviewing and and doing. And so for me, on my side on sales, I am happy to say, no, we don't have competition. There's there's nobody that does that. But I love your thought process, too, because, you know, everything is a competition for time. Um, So I so I get that. But we are definitely the only one that's servicing West Orange County with this personal, very relevant information. I love what just happened. You have the exact like the dichotomy of the two different roles. You have the oh, yeah. publisher yeah, mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we got too much competition. They're they're watching this. They're doing this. On your side, we're the best in sales. <laughs> See, so this is the dichotomy. This is perfect. That's why you guys are good partnership. <laughs> now, um, can you tell us a little bit about who your writers are and just a little bit about them and what they s- specialize in in terms of the stories that they write? And- sure. Well, we have to start with our, we call her our secret weapon. 
That's our community editor, Amy Quisenberry. And I've been trying to get Amy on this show. Yes. She, she <laughs> is watching. Ver- she is very much an introvert writer through and through in that regard. Actually, on our text chat with the editorial team, we were talking about that, how it's funny that we're all journalists, but we're all introverts, too. Um, and I said, well, that's why we're print and not broadcast. You know, that's, that's the difference. You know, we like to we like to sit at home by ourselves and craft and craft our, you know, do our craft. And we don't like to be in front of the spotlight too, too much much but uh, Amy is our most senior member you know I could have the craziest idea of a story that I want to do and it's one of those where well if we could just find the right person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if Amy doesn't have someone like that then I'm like that that story is probably not doable because there's not that person out there right but by and large if I say I need somebody who blah 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 she mm-hmm. said oh yeah my friend that I went to high school with you know her father no brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She'll know. And um, she's funny because we will get people calling in wanting us to do a story, but they'll say we want Amy to do it. Uh-huh. And it's not really a knock on the other. It's not no, a knock on the not, rest yeah. of us, but that's the love the for legacy yeah. that she has uh, mm-hmm. with this community. So, um, and yes, she is very much our secret weapon because nobody else can replicate Amy. Then uh, we turn to our associate editor, Danielle Hendricks. Uh, we, she came to us right out of UCF, fresh mm-hmm. journalism graduate. She's been with us, I believe she's going on four years now, I want to say, three or four years. Um, and she's pretty much a Jill of all trades. She's, she's got quite a, uh, a reputation as well. It's, it's coming. There are people who we used to joke because when I, st- when I came aboard this paper and I would go out and cover something, by and large, people say, well, where's Amy? And Who are you? Yeah, who are you? Where's Amy? Amy's, Amy did this last year. Um, but but Danielle has a few places where Amy has gone, and they've said, well, where's Danielle? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Danielle's great. Danielle uh, did a piece for us. Yeah. Nastia Lucan came to the gym, gymnastics USA, and she came over. Yeah. She was awesome. Yeah, when Nastia Lucan came here, that's big news for us. Like, yeah. that's like wow, this is awesome, <laughs> you know, that we get to go and shoot photos of, of her here in yeah. Winter Garden. It's awesome for her, too. She came to the best city in the country. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then our sports editor is Troy Herring, um, Alabama graduate. He actually, has a, he actually has a graduate degree in community journalism, which is, you know, exactly what we do. He had a background. He came to us with more of an expertise in photography, but he wanted to write as well. Um, our staff, the photographers and the writers are the same person, generally speaking. So historically, we've hired writers and then giving them a camera and saying, okay, you figure this out, you know, and, and the photos are bad. And we, we have to say, okay, well, we're going to teach you. We're going to go and we're going to practice yeah. and do Here's these a YouTube tutorial for you. Yes. That's the, the new way anyhow, yeah. you know. And now, you know, with Troy, it was like his photos are so great. And, and now we just, you know, we sharpen up the writing and now we have an awesome award-winning photographer. I think he's won awards for his photography every single year he's been with us um, as a sports editor for two years now. He's he's won best sports section in the state of Florida for wow. two years in a row, so Amazing. he's undefeated. Um, and 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 again, you know what what I, what I think is similar in all three of them is that people start to gravitate toward them because of their personality and mm-hmm. because of their trustworthiness um, and the way they handle 
their stories, the way that the, they can help make people feel when they're being interviewed, even after the fact, the customer service aspect that they provide. Um, but really, f- for them, it's it's mostly about how they represent us, how they treat the community, how they treat the people that they're around. They mm-hmm. see the value of doing a whole front page feature on the Garden Theater mm-hmm. reopening, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see, understand why that's front page news. And exactly. you don't have to constantly have that discussion um, about those, those types of decisions. Right. They and understand yeah, the community, the history, the heritage. Very important. And you guys keep it alive that way, too. Right. It's like, you know, we have so many people. You've talked about how Winter Garden has expanded so much from the first edition of the newspaper documenting that somebody came into the town. Well, we won't document that now because we have millions (laughs) coming into the town all the time, you know, coming to the mall, coming to our beautiful downtown Winter Garden. So not only are they coming to visit, but they're coming to live. Right. We're, We're just growing the population like crazy. We don't want to become... The city of Orlando. The city of Orlando is beautiful. The city of Orlando is wonderful, has wonderful people, but it's not Winter Garden. It's right. not West Orange. It's very different. So we have to keep that history and our heritage alive. And your newspaper does that so well. It keeps the pulse of our heritage from the beginning, from the early 1900s all the way through. Right. So that's that's just a tremendous thing. And it, it does so much value for our community. How does somebody... Uh, if they want their story covered, whatever their story might be, just Miss Smith down the road there, how does she get the opportunity? How does she get, you know, to you guys to say, hey, I, this is happening? What would she do? In any way, any way she wants, she can do something as simple as giving us a phone call, mm-hmm. um, emailing any one of us. It doesn't really matter who. It'll get to the right person. Um, a lot of times folks, if they have relationships already with one of our reporters, they call them directly, or maybe it's one of our ad execs that they call and say, oh, I have such and such going on. Can you let the editorial team know? Um, you know, Facebook, we get quite a few requests through face our Facebook page, um, you know, and they'll just say, hey, do you know about this? Uh, we're also scouring all the time. To, right. for ideas so um, it kind of it kind of works both ways so you guys are scouring the area looking for stuff they could go on the website they could go on the Facebook they got you got your phone numbers on the website if they're not already connected with somebody they could do it that yeah. way they could look at the phone numbers but they could also just knock on the door and walk right in right sure so you guys were located one location for a while where are you now we are across from Beckemeyer Farms on Story Road so our address is actually Garden Commerce Parkway because you have to turn on that and then weave around so you're in, in between the buildings and Story Road. But most people know Story Road. That's very much of a landmark. So people know. And Beckemeyer Farms is right there. West Orange uh, Technical College, which is now Orange Technical College, um, is Kitty Corner from us. So those are good landmarks that, mm-hmm. that I can tell. And you can know where our office is because we have the big red newsstand boxes outside. <laughs> so that's us. And, yeah, they can knock on the door. Also, we're in the community all the time, not just the editorial team but our our sales team and we're involved in community things like we're at Rotary and we're at the Women Build and you know Habitat for Humanity and so we take those initiatives seriously and we participate in those and a lot of stories come from that too you're working side by side with somebody or you know at Rotary we're very much about um you know, helping the community. So things come up and I can bring them back and say, hey Mike, I found this out at Rotary today and you know it ends up being a story. So a 
so many ways, uh, organic ways that the news gets to us too. We've talked a lot about the newspaper and its primary object, but there's a lot else that you're involved with. The Rotary Club you briefly just mentioned, Habitat for Humanity. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, those involvements? What are those about and how are you guys involved? The paper as a whole, The Observer, I I just want to say how proud I am to be working for The Observer, um, especially through COVID because, and I get pretty emotional when I talk about this, but when COVID first hit, I was just like, oh my goodness, like, how are we going to do this? And the observer really stepped up and said, we are going to help our community. We are not going to stand by and let this happen and let things fall apart. So we did just an amazing amount of things by buy one, get one freeze and, and just a lot of opportunities for people who were struggling and needed to get the word out of how they were adjusting, what their safety precautions were, the different, you know, you can curbside pickup, you can, you know, just all these things that were really important for them. We did a whole restaurant listing. So all of our restaurants were, had listings for free. How could you get their food? What was the curbside, you know, situation? I have to tell you that just made my heart so proud because they really stepped up. So community is just incredibly important all the way around as our, um, you know, as our mission. So um, being involved in Rotary and, you know, Habitat for Humanity and other initiatives that we do are terribly important to us. Um, Rotary is just so important. These people are the leaders in our community that want to give back. We do service projects. We do a lot of fundraising. And then that money goes into our community. And it's amazing what we do. In the last three years in Rotary, we've raised over $100,000 and pushed that money back out into our community that's uh, yeah that's why we're involved in rotary because rotary makes a difference and we make a difference and that's a good alignment for us um same thing with habitat for humanity um we've been involved amy was involved before i was and then um you know i have come on board and i've done several builds now with them and this year the observer teams raised over thirteen thousand dollars um ourselves just the observer team so fantastic opportunity for us to give back again and um you know matt walsh personally that's the owner of our company he personally um made a, a donation uh because he believes in community and i just thought that was amazing and um i know i've aligned myself with the right company for my heart because my heart's all about the community and i love that i found you know the right place to align that yeah that's so great to, to have know that the paper is, is not just a communication piece it's really actually involved here on the front lines with our community we also do, a, a, we have a Reading Reindeer project right. that we do every year. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's a big initiative. It's a book drive. We collect new books and then we distribute them to those who are less fortunate um, and, and entities like the uh, police departments. They give out books to mm-hmm. uh, their connections where they know where they're needed. And so we collect and provide to them. Um, but, you know, if there's a, a, a need that's out there that maybe we don't know so much. Christian Service Center, I think, is one that we give to. Edgewood Children's Ranch, those types of things. Um, those are great opportunities for us to give those back. So if there's a need, we want to know that as well. Tell us a little bit about the, the holiday guide. That's a great one. We actually, to for our advertisers, I ask them, do you want to send out a Christmas card to everybody? This is where to do it. Put it in the paper. Tell everybody happy holidays. We're right. glad you, you know, we're patrons this year. You know, come see us next year. Wh- whatever that message is, that happy holidays and and 
feel good mm -hmm. messages. So it's kind of that also for advertisers. Um, we want them to think of it that way. It's also a, a great, we, we put it out just before Black Friday because we know people are looking like, where am I going to go and what am I going to do? So this is a great opportunity for them to go through it in time. You know, they've got time that week beforehand to go through and make their plans on how they're going to shop and what they're going to do and maybe get some great ideas because we try to always pick not just your common thing, but, you know, plant seeds of, of thought on, you know, how you could do something different for someone for Christmas this year, you know, that type of thing. And then also feeding the readers with information on where they can go and what they can, you know, uh, how they can help the community, right. shop local. And there's so many people that just don't realize that before I worked for the paper, you know, I'm a live in the moment kind of person, do, 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 do. Oh, we're, you know, we're here. Yeah, I'll pick something up. Now I'm completely different. Now I am shop local, get it locally. Yeah, not Amazon, right? No Amazon. No. Get Amazon. And I mean, my daughter, has said to me several times but now I've got I've won her over but she would be like mom you can just get that from Chewy and I'm like no Gracie's here is wonderful yeah. she will tell me if my dog has you know hair falling out she'll tell me why yeah. and, and she'll help me get she knows your dog Chewy doesn't yes, know your dog exactly <laughs> and that's exactly it I literally take my dog in there she yeah. knows my dog she knows his name she knows what food he's on and you know we should switch him up this time he's been on chicken a little too long and I I'm going to pay more for that. And yep. I'm okay with that. I want to pay more for that. I want to support them. And I want the local businesses to succeed because I want that in my community. I want that personal attention and I want to matter to somebody. And with a local business, you matter. Winter Garden to Feed. Yeah. Every single time I go in there, can I take this to your car for you? You know, can I put this in your car for you? And yeah, I'll I'll pay more money for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every because day I of the want week. that. I want that in in our home. And they call you by yes, your first exactly. name. They when know you. Go in you there. They know your dog. Yeah. They know. Yes, absolutely. You get direct value just from the personal, you know, connection and this sort of recognition and stuff like this. But you also, it's like you said earlier, the domino effect. You know, you you help support one business. It's going to help the other business yeah. survive. It's to help our local tiny economy. We have to support it. Now, does the does the holiday guide does it also do anything for like? potential events coming up like holiday events for people to be aware yeah in in the past that's been the real key to that is a very extensive holiday count calendar because there's so there's so many events um and uh you know our folks want to know where they can see the best lights where they can go and see snow you know yeah. even in florida and stuff like that so um any any events that that are happening this year yes that they will be featured so in that's there. where they that'll can be go. your um you can keep it and hold it and have it on your coffee table for the entire holiday season um and we'll have it chronological and by area so if you want to know winter gardens calendar it'll be there if you want to know what a coe doing it'll be there um all west orange though all West Orange, yeah. So at sometimes with that calendar, sometimes we have branched out a little farther. Just to, if it's just major, yeah. If it's yeah. major stuff, we'll let them know because we think families may, you know, they may take a trip over to Winter Park. Sure, of course. You know, if they want, if they want to go do something, some big event over there. So, but yeah, it's it's always. Oh, the focus is always Winter Garden, Nakoe, right. Windermere. So that's so people need to know that. That's where they need to look for their planning for the holiday season. Don't try to Google it. You're going to end up in crazy places. It's going to be a disaster. You got to go get the, the guide, and that's how you make your plans. So finally, just do you have any standout stories over the years that you either of you want to kind of highlight or talk about that? The one 
that I think will forever, forever, forever stand out is uh, we have to go back to Amy and give her this one. Um, I think it was about a year and a half ago, she found a story of this young couple who um, wanted to adopt uh, a baby. And they were going, they were gonna go about it through kind of an unconventional means. It was, and I think it was almost like they were saying to the world, like, we want to adopt. And, you know, they weren't going through an agency or anything like that, but that's in their hearts. And, you know, they prayed about it. This is what they wanted to do. Um, and so we wrote a story just about them and some of the things they had been through to get to that point and stuff like that. And um, they had um, they had a nursery set up. They had everything that, you know, they they were ready to welcome, you know, someone into their family. We wrote a story. Uh, I think a couple of weeks went by and we found out that through our story, someone who was looking for adoptive parents found them okay. and the adoption went through and now they have that baby um and so i think it was about a year later we did the story of 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 the family complete um and so we had the two front pages where one was a picture of them with the crib in the nursery Waiting, with no wanting. baby and yeah. then we did kind of the same pose but with the baby now wow. um you know, I've been doing this for 20 years now, and hands down, that is the coolest Incredible. thing. There have been some stories. You know, I, I've I've covered lots and lots of things, but that's why I have no interest in national or international yeah. or larger scale. There's like, why would you do that when you can do this? Yeah, that's a beautiful story. Wow. And the great thing is, when I go downtown to Tanner Hall mm -hmm. um, at night to watch the sunset. There's the Fragas and their baby oh, yeah. on the mm -hmm. golf cart, you know. So that's that's why Love the community people. is so cool because it's that. That's beautiful. Wow. I just really appreciate you guys, you know, taking the time to sit down with me and let the folks know a little bit more about the paper. Everybody loves the paper, but it's nice to see who's behind the paper a little bit more, what goes on behind the scenes. How can people um, subscribe to the paper if they're not already, if they don't already get it? How can they... Uh, get more access uh, orangeobserver.com you can subscribe to one or both of our papers uh, very easy very simple very affordable um, you also can find us in any of our red affirmation red racks everywhere throughout town um, there there might be wire racks also throughout in some of the coffee shops and stuff if we're inside it'll be on a, on a wire rack we're also in Publix and Walgreens and you know different gas stations so we're, we're pretty available um, if you do want that subscription right to your mailbox though yeah easily uh, done through our website it's forty dollars for a year that's it wow that's it <laughs> forty dollars yeah. yeah yeah that's amazing yeah and then please connect with us on facebook mm -hmm. uh, our facebook page is really very active yeah it's um, we're, we're posting there all the time and we're hope hopefully we have mostly civil discussion um in the comments you know and and we and we try to look at that and make sure that that everything is going mm -hmm. going the way it should and there's not too much we don't really have to deal with a lot of vitriol but um well, I have to tell you, I don't know if you know about this, but yesterday I got a notification on my little Facebook and I got top fan or something, some badge like this for your Facebook page. I don't know if that was a manual thing that was done or if I've just been a good hard, you, you are hard just a and good comment fan. and like. And so thank you. I feel very, 
Very cool. That I never knew I'd get a badge on Facebook. <laughs> I think I think that must have been one of Zuckerberg's minions in there. <laughs> Turn that button on for you. Yes, but, hey. you know, I got a little hookup on the Facebook. I, I love that we have top fans. I think that's what the badge was called. But I was ecstatic. I'm like, oh wow, wait till Cindy finds out about this. <laughs> My new favorite person. <laughs> So thank you guys. Uh, thank you for what you do for our community. Oh, same same to you. These these episodes have been really fascinating, and um, you know that that you're able to find so many topics and so many people. I think just just proves the point of how special West Orange is. Yeah. You know, we we know it because we publish a newspaper, but the fact that that you can have. Uh, a, a video long format show that has <laughs> that has no shortage of subject matter right. you know winter garden's awesome so much because here. it can do that and that's what we need to do we need to keep it alive and keep our heritage and our history focus on our community thank you guys it's been thank a you. pleasure thank you that's talk awesome. soon